is Richard Wilson of Mad Shelley Films, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto Radio. He's wearing a really cool green amulet on there. He was wearing a cowboy hat. She was wearing sort of a cowboy hat. It's incredible. Wow. Um, so intriguing. Just the kinds of interesting folks you see. Like, for instance, that guy just passed by me. He was carrying a couple of boxes. I'm carrying a couple of boxes. Eh, Kaufman. Kaufman carrying a couple of boxes. Oh, back, back. And uh, back to our program with... Jack Nicholson as <clears throat> Bluebeard, <clears throat> Bluebeard, uh, the pirate.
see a sticker on this metal beam. I see a sticker. What does it say or mean? It says, what did Q say? What did Q say? What did Q say? What did Q say? Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. That concludes our street side mobile performance. You know, I just realized, so now Anchor has sponsorships. I'm looking at these bird scooters. I've not yet once used one of these things, but I'm thinking what would be interesting is to start interviewing the people who are responsible for making these because uh, this helps out people like myself, people who walk a lot, having something like that. And I'm imagining it would be so cool to interview the person who actually created these things so that way I can be like, okay, where did your mindset come from? Are you yourself a pedestrian? Do you take the public transportation system? Holy shit, there it is, there it is, there's the, there's the train. There is the train. 
There's my train. There's my train. So I think I see my train up there. And uh, wow, man, I just feel like this enormous shift in time has happened since I turned the uh, tender age of 35. 35 is a good year. 35 is an awesome year because it's 5 plus 3, that's 8. 44 also. Because then you got, yeah, I guess any increments of 8. Uh, eight, five, threes, heck, every single uh, number has its own significance. It's interesting, the rule of three, three, six, and nine, that's what uh, Tesla, he just kept mulling about in his brain. Just kept mulling about in his brain, three, six, nine, these different combinations of it. They are, they are very intriguing numbers, because in order to make the others, you got to you need the three, that's it. That's the important element between them. What's so intriguing is, uh, many of you already know, holy cow, is this going to where I think it's going? Excuse me, is this going to, excuse me, is this going to Union Station? Do you know? Does this go to Union Station? Oh, that size. Okay. Oh, cool. Thank you so much. Oh, good. Yeah, it really is. It definitely uh, takes away the idea of road rage, I noticed. Ever <laughs> since my car died, I was like, holy cow, I'm getting so much exercise walking around. Meeting interesting people, finding places you never thought you'd find. Uh, it makes, yeah, it makes like having a car kind of like Yeah. Would you mind if I interviewed you for my podcast? Yeah, you can use an alias if you're afraid of having your true identity. I'm sure there are interesting things that you do in your life that you might want to share with the with the populace. What do you like? What do you? What are some of your hobbies or talents or what you like doing? I just moved here um, last week. I work at Scrubs. Where'd you come from? I came from Cupertino. I was there shortly, um, visiting family and stuff. I was working. Just chilled there for a little bit. It was cool. It was nice. You know, California's beautiful. But came down back to my hometown, you know, because I love Los Angeles. This uh, is your hometown? Yeah, I live right here across, you know, right in Culver City. So what do you like to do? What did you? Uh, are you a musician or are you a? Yeah, I play guitar. Or? I play guitar. I love music. That's pretty much. I love art. Uh, and I don't really like draw, but I appreciate art. Mm -hmm. uh, not really so much like tagging like random letters, but more like art. Or, you know, like like you see on trains. Something respectable. Yeah, or on like buildings. Like the only time I don't mind it is if it's something like you know, like a beautiful image trying to be portrayed but that's when I appreciate it when it's just like random initials no one knows what it means it's like it's immature yeah like just scratches right 
shows the beauty of the surrounding area, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. people do it on people's cars, you know? But yeah, it's every day. How'd you start doing podcasts and stuff? Um, I came across, um, I've been doing research on wanting to make a podcast because I, ha- I have a radio show on the first and third Monday of every month in Chinatown. And I got so addicted to, like, I, I, I had just so many intriguing um, people's information I wanted to share with others, people who inspired me, and I wanted to share their inspiration with others. So I titled it Inspirato Projecto. So it's projecting out the inspiration, and then ideally that inspires people to then submit more things. So it just keeps feed looping back to each other, feedback. And um, once, once my buddy told me, uh, Lawrence August, told me about this free app called Anchor, I downloaded it, and... Um, Wherever I go, my podcast is. These guys, they distribute everything for me. So they put it out on Spotify, iTunes. So that means, you know, all these just stream of consciousness, meeting random people in the streets, um, um, describing how it smells outside, simple things like that to be able to give these gifts to my future self. So there's this record of, of what he had done throughout his life. And and also make sure that he kind of uh, honors his agreements. It kind of like captures time. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a wonderful way to time travel, too. So should anyone go into any episode at any point in time, it's like they're going way back here, way back there. It's a lot of fun. It's kind of like a variety show of sorts. So I like to share unique people. It's true. I mean, right here, it's beautiful. It's peaceful. I love it here because it's calming. You know? It kind of draws away from the city, even though it's, like, right there. That's the other cool thing about taking the public transportation and... You know, you end up popping up in a place where there's just so much great nature. I walk down the street where there are three different trees. I'm like, holy cow, this tree is completely different than that tree, completely different than that tree. And here they are, Mother Nature is still going, crushing through the sidewalks. Where are you from? Uh, originally Chicago. Chicago. But I've Chicago's lived out here beautiful. Oh, you've been out there? Yeah. Been to like Skokie. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, downtown a little bit, uh, downtown Chicago. It's beautiful in the food there's amazing the pizza is really good yes it's far different than you know here what brought you out there uh my grandpa lives out there you know so i used to go there every summer did he grow up out there or did he move out there he moved out there he traveled he's a he's an immigrant he came from the philippines um i'm first generation born in america so you know wow man he was like fresh off the boat you know Still, his English is terrible, you know, players. It's yeah. intriguing when you read about your, your family's history and how, how they made it here, just how, about all, there's so many dominoes, so many little steps, so many little choices, you know, each and every single moment we got a choice to go this way or that way, and just because you went this way, now all of a sudden it's affected this whole other path of things that now, and how crazy is that to think that, number one, we won the lottery just by the sperm reaching the egg. Okay, so congratulations on that. Give me a high five on that one, dude. It's a miracle. The, the, sp- the, the, the well, sperm hit the egg, know. and dude, now here we are. We beat all those others. Yeah, everything like has a history and traces back, like way back. I mean, that's why I always have to be appreciative. You know, everything you do like has value in it, like affects other people's lives, and it's going forward. I mean, so easy to be caught up by the drift of everything and be consumed by your own life like obsessed with your own life but there's a whole lot going on like your life affects a lot more people than you think like you know do you feel that your philosophy comes through in the music you make uh, it just goes through everyday life you know just experiences like things you go through 
feel like everyone has their like chapters in their life. You know what I mean? Something that defines them, like something that it's like a transition. So you know, still learning, but like you know, I've been through what I've been through. Everyone else goes through what they go through too, and just living my life like opens your eyes to a lot of a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Especially being outside, like you know what I mean. Seeing what's actually around you, like a lot of people kind of ignore it or pretend like it doesn't exist. Like that person isn't straight up on the street. Like you know what I mean. Like they're your age, like they're younger than you. You know what I mean. Kind of have to be grateful for everything you have. My buddy always just tell me he'd he'd tell any of his friends. He goes, "Oh, it's so easy to get a job anywhere." And they're like, "No, it's difficult. It's difficult." He goes, "Okay, pick out a place you want me to walk into," and uh, he. He would just walk into these places and go, hi, I'm here, I'd like to have a job. And they would immediately give him an application. All he had to do, he was just, and I think because he didn't have that desperation behind it. I was looking at, listening to the story and I'm going, whoa, it's because he didn't have that desperation of like, oh, I need this job, I need this job. He just went, whoop, made it playful. And as a result of that, it kind of seemed to open open the door. What are your, what are your thoughts about um, the manifestation of reality? I think everyone creates their own reality, you know, like it's real, your thoughts are real, everything you say is real, like I used to not believe like everything you say actually exists, but like your mindset, your mentality, your will creates everything around you, like it's not so much everything around you, it's more of what's going on inside, that's what I mean as in like will and stuff. Would you say the outside is a reflection of the inside? Yeah, I mean like whether like you want to agree with it or not, like everything like Everything that's going on with you is like reflection of yourself, like you brought it upon yourself, you know what I mean? It's a lot of steps that led up to that, you know what I mean? Bad event, bad do circumstance. Feel, do you feel that the reflections we have upon ourselves are what we are going to then see in our environment? Yeah, I mean, everyone's different. Um, I mean, some people, like, they have different reasons why they do what they do, you know? Some people are hungry. Like some people tell themselves that they don't want to do anything, they can't do anything, and that's their choice. Like a lot of people don't realize that they, you, everyone has a decision to make their own choice. And some people choose their lives so much, so you can't really pity them. Like you know what I mean? Like as much as you would like, like you can't expect a pity party. Like no one will pity you. Like, you know yeah. I mean? it's just, everything's your choice, really. So let's say a genie just pops up out of the sidewalk and gives you like the the grand. What's the grand vision you, you imagine? The most ideal future self, you know, maybe one of many various things, but what would be like a really grand one that just would astonish you? I wouldn't really wish for anything in particular. I'd wish for like the tools to get there because like I don't think anything given immediately comes with any consequences. I feel like everything has like a road and a journey. Well, what is- would assist me like just to live independently, to be free. I'm still figuring stuff out. Well, like, for instance, would you like to have your music on the radio? Would you like to have albums? Would, are there favorite music artists you'd like to collaborate with? Right now, it's just like I play music for the appreciative factor of it. You know, just because it makes me, helps me feel better, you know? It's just expression, art. That's pretty much it. Do you feel that playing music is meditative? Definitely. Like, it helps. Like, it helps, for sure. Um... You know, everyone has their own way of expressing themselves and everyone should express it in their own way. Is there any way that anyone could find, do you have any Instagrams or anywhere that anyone might want to 
anything you want to promote to anyone? No. Currently, no. I don't really promote social media unless, like, on the business end. But um, I just think it's a distraction right now. A lot of people paying too much attention to their phones and not really, like, real life. Like, this is real. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just me right now. I only use social media to, like, keep in contact with friends and stuff. So. Mm -hmm. All right, man. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you. What's your name? Appreciate it. Andre. Andre. Pleasure meeting you, man. Well, there you go, folks. An interesting conversation with Andre. Uh, it's so great to hear these, these thoughts and these psychologies of folks um, when you're out there in the world um, and you start finding reflections of yourself out there. Of, of people who are plugged into, uh, as we were talking about earlier, tuned into that same radio station. And um, it's intriguing because uh, you start seeing more and more of your, your, your uh, reflection out there. It's just, uh, just blows my mind. Well, I think, uh, hop on a train here. Oh, here it is. I love those sounds. We'll get back to our, um, we'll get back to the conclusion of our uh, Jack Nicholson and Bluebeard, um, a little bit later. This is a lady sitting out here who I think I remember seeing before. Wow. The next stop is Culver City Station. Connect here with Metro. Oh, well, we're going to talk, uh, gonna talk more later. So one thing I need to remember for my future self is that um, got to remember to utilize. Since I am becoming the media, since I am the media, since Inspirato Projecto is the media, uh, coming to you live from Dimension Five. This is Inspirato Projecto coming to you live from Dimension 5. What I need to do is, I interviewed some people. That experience taught me. Rather than looking back at it and going, oh, I wish I had done that. Now I look at it and I go, okay, I dip my toe in that kind of situation. The next time I'm at a networking event, I'll do five-minute podcasts interviewing people, getting them to promote their, their work. Oh my God. There it is. That's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. You can do the same thing. Everybody wants to talk about their stuff. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Incredible. Yeah, I'll do that next time. Next time there's this, any, any kind of event I go to, I'm going to start doing that. That's so cool because this podcast has enabled me to, it's like a magic wand. And, uh, wow. Yeah, I'm here to cover this event for Inspirato Projecto podcast. They sent me here. 
Um, <laughs> wow. That is great. That is great. Hold on. Talk, I, I got some ideas now. I got some ideas. Um, I'll be back later. Listen, I don't have much time, but... Do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you can put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm, please get this and find me, Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends, okay? Anchor.fm. Having a podcast one time, and we had guys covering um, covering Radiohead, and now they're back. So check it out.
get on the train now, but next time I see those guys, I will be interviewing them about what their names are, how do they come together, all that cool stuff. guys, which I undoubtedly will. I will make sure to uh, interview them about how they came together to form this super team of singers in the subway. Um, I don't know if the other guy... Okay, so there was two guitarists this time. One, The first time it was a guitarist and a uh, violinist, and they're playing on the train. So, uh, let's see. If you all listen back to... I have three episodes where I got into an extraordinary conversation about synchronicities with a couple, um, Douglas Clark and Roxanne Knaus. Roxanne Knaus, who I've also had in the studio in the uh, Inspirator Projecto K. Chung 1630 AM Chinatown studio. Those two I had met at the David Lynch, at the David Lynch book signing. And um, we started talking there. And on my ride home, that's where I recorded, uh, I think, three songs, maybe two songs, of those same guys. Except it was a guy with a guitar and one guy with a violin. At that time, it was uh, two guitarists. So I don't know if the other guitarist was the same guy who had the violin or whatnot. But I will... You heard it here first, folks. I will be interviewing those folks. This is sort of a... a um, um, Mr. Rogers kind of aspect of, like, get to know the people in your neighborhood. I While I was recording those guys playing, I swear, I, I think I saw that guy, uh, Andre, who we met on the, tr- uh, on, the uh, on the tarmac, and he talked about his philosophy of life. Yeah, I think he said... Didn't he say he worked for Metro or something, if I'm not mistaken? Did he say that? I feel like we met, I met, I met someone recently who works for Metro that we talked to. Anyway, I thought that I had saw that same guy out the corner of my eye while I was, uh, like, you know, wearing... These people for the Metro, they wear these yellow, sort of like these yellow vests, and they're ref, they got reflect, reflective on it, reflective stuff. So um, you could definitely see them. And... Um, Sometimes they're just milling about the station there to help out. Sometimes they're changing the trash. Sometimes they're in a ticket booth. Any number of things could happen. Oh, this is great. A guy just took a seat on the subway. I've never seen this before. I love it. You never know what's going to happen. I love how humans act, these earthlings. Just their different ways of... um, Interacting with their environment, the different ways of interacting with one another, it just mystifies me. Look at all these folks, it's amazing. A lot on their cell phones, yeah, yeah. A lot, um, yeah. A lot on cell phones. Some folks just kind of staring off in a space. All kinds of folks, people wearing uh, suits, people wearing uh, hoodies, people wearing baseball caps, people with large pieces of luggage, um, people in 
track suits, people in windbreakers, people in collars, people in snowsuit looking materials, and we're into styling. All kinds of folks all over this train. So all these are just characters. You know, there was something that um, Dolores Cannon learned during one of her quantum healing hypnosis techniques. She learned about something called the backdrop people. Look that up online. Backdrop. B-A-C. Oh, she also, there's like a, a YouTube video of her talking about it too. Backdrop people. And basically what that is is that the universe fills in, like extras in a movie, um, these random sort of like, um, uh, what do they call them, non-player characters. <laughs> these sort of non-player characters. Redline North Hollywood Station. Red line, North Hollywood Station. It's just uh, intriguing. You know, when we think of that as a possibility. You know, I mean, look how many possibilities there are. Every day we're confronted with, like, uh, for instance, with Jamie Lee said yesterday, every day we, we learn about three new fish. How crazy is that? Three new kinds of fish. That astounds me. That means if we find three new fish a day, there's potential of finding ten new fish a day. This train's final destination is North You're never going to find them all. There's no way, ever. You never know You never know what the universe has up its sleeve. Maybe just for kicks, like... Bishar talks about that one guy who's a thousand years old, living on Earth somewhere, most likely in a forest somewhere. A thousand years old, living on Earth. That's incredible. Of course that possibility exists. Just because, just because we haven't found uh, tools or um, devices to measure or quantify such anomalies does not mean that they do not reside there. For instance, they made that Santilli telescope. Remember that? Look that up. S, I think it's S-C-A-N-T-I-L-L-I telescope. Well, they ended up making a con... I think it was a convex... A convex lens on a telescope rather than a concave... I think it was a convex lens. And by utilizing this convex lens, they ended up seeing these... Uh, I think they call them ETIs? They had some special name for it. Electric... I don't know. I forgot the name they had, but... We could see that there were these sort of... beings up there in the sky. Which... nobody would have been able to see had that particular device not been invented. What I'd like to know is go down the rabbit hole and find out where that guy originally got that idea from, the idea that if you turn the lens convex, what 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 you know, what gave him the idea that that would be creating that kind of information, you know, gathering that kind of information. Please stand clear. The doors are closing. It'd be interesting to, um, I was just thinking about the idea of sifting gold. It'd be interesting to go back down through the rabbit hole and find out the value, how gold got its values. At what point did people start viewing gold as something valuable? And if we were to play with that idea of the Anunnaki, it goes down to that. The idea that the gold w was utilized on the planet Nibiru to, to, to sprinkle out through the environment, it would help out the environment. I guess they ran out of gold. Earth had gold, they sent their people here, and then they started enslaving us, creating us. Um, with, you know, basically an alien and a, and a monkey. 
kind of. And uh, I'm thinking that through that time, the idea of what it was actually used for was just those legends just stopped being told, maybe. Just for the sanity of the populace. That would be an interesting thing to, to explore. How many, t- how many times has an, a seemingly insane happenstance been withheld from the society for its own good, for its own... Insanity of its own for its own good. You know, imagine if you come across some crazy, ridiculous pieces of information. Do you want your do you want your society to know about that? Do you want them to flip out? The reason why I brought up gold is I was thinking about the gold nuggets, the gold nuggets sifting, sifting. That idea of you can't, you know, you cannot discover unless you go out exploring kind of thing. Um, you cannot see those entities up in the sky until you build that telescope that is convex rather than concave. Someone was just inspired to do that, and bam, all of a sudden they came across this thing. Just like Thomas Edison was, of course, uh, finding that little that little filament for the, for, the, for the light. He kept trying, 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 trying. It was out there. It's like... You know, Alan Watts talks about the universe, it's a big peekaboo game. It's kind of hiding. I know how much I love leaving Easter eggs for people, so there's a good chance that my higher mind leaves these Easter eggs for me to find. It gives me those inspirations. Hey, it gives me a little nudge. Hot, cold, hot, cold. If something is too hot or too cold, okay, go back in the other direction. It's where there's that path of least resistance, where it's just... Easy, effortless, kind of simple, moving forward. And the more that that happens, of course, the more that it just keeps inviting more experiences like that to to emerge. Wow, man. It's incredible because, uh, like, when you think about the idea of people going to, let's say, coffee houses and they bring their, they bring their laptops there and they're, you know, Maybe there are these, um, you know, serious writers. Maybe they're uh, students writing some essay. Maybe it's uh, just some guy who needs to write a quick song that he's going to sing in an open mic down the street. So you have these various people magnetizing to an area where, number one, it's got coffee, which keeps them awake gets them excited to to move forward with with their concoction. Number two, there's some sort of this ambiance, this excitement of having that ambiance where there's activity happening around you, where there are the sounds of the of the the dishes clinking and clanking in the distance, the sound of the dog barking outside the window, the um, looking up and seeing, you know, a family interacting with each other, for instance. It's there's something interesting about it. And then having that wonderment, oh, what is this person writing about? What is that person writing about? What's that person's intention? Is there more fear involved with the vibe of what they're unfolding right now? Or is there more excitement with what they're unfolding right now? Which one is the, the main steam? Is it tension or is it looseness? Those are actually great lessons. Like, for instance, uh, my substitute taught that recent 
improv class from my buddy Darren. You all heard that episode with Anna Marta. She, uh, Instagram, I didn't find that out until, well, I ended up interviewing her inside the Uber. But just that idea of being in an arena where you can glance up, you know, look up, what is this person thinking about? What's that person thinking about? What's that person thinking about? And the tension or the looseness that's involved with that. The improv games that we were doing when I was improvising, before I hopped in the Uber, Uber car, we were doing those tension and loose exercises, laughing, you're, you're, it's a loose body, you're laughing, you're just like, well, I fell, fell out of your seat laughing, you're loose, crying, same thing, ooh, it's like a, a, a loose kind of thing, it's fearful, oh, you know, you're scared stiff, mad, ah, I'm so mad, you know, you tense up, so those various things of like, okay, is it tense, is it loose, is it tense, is it loose, is it forcing it, is it letting it flow, that might be, is it open? Is it closed? Open? Is it closed? Can you be open and focused at the same time? That's an interesting thing. I think we talked about this before, that idea of scrunching up your eyes when you're concentrating hard on something, scrunching up your eyes when you're thinking about something. And for some reason that's supposed to help you focus. Are you actually squinting that third eye, and like closing it off? Or is that focusing it? Or if you feel open, is that when the third eye is truly open? So, I guess it's whatever you decide it is, right? Your personal decision. No matter what argument there is, there's always it's always valid because someone sees validity in it. So they put their stamp of approval. This person sees this aspect of the of the idea. They put their stamp of approval. So. It's really intriguing how it all works. Man. It's so intriguing how it all works. All these different prisms, all these different spectrums, all these different people with each of their own missions, with their, each of their own intentions, each of their own desires and their hopes and their wishes, and, um, um, faiths, belief systems, cultures, their own favorite musics, their own favorite animals, their own favorite shoes to wear, their own favorite temperature of water their own favorite um, tastes that they really like. Some really prefer chocolate. Some prefer, um, maybe maybe they prefer the taste of asparagus, you know. Um, do they appreciate the salt? Do they appreciate the sweet? Do they appreciate the bitter? Do they appreciate the sour? Um, and each one finding their own valid reasons behind why, justifications behind why they're choosing that particular one. That's all there is to it and that's it. Is that funny? So, holding tightly onto that specific identity is that squinching off of all these other possible arrivals, evaluations, considerations, prescriptions, subscriptions, participations, cooperations, collaborations. Receptions, reciprocations, um, terrariums, barnstormians, 
etc., etc., and so on down the line. So on down the line. A seat has just filled up. We are going to sit here in our laboratory and talk, talk, talk. This is what we shall do, do, do. Ali Al Hoxon, free, free, free. Ladies and gentlemen, what's interesting is the same folks who are out there taking selfies and the same folks who are out there recording themselves for their, you know, Instagram and whatnot, their Facebook friends, putting up photos, are the, some of the same people who won't let you audio record them. How intriguing is that? They won't let you audio record them. What's interesting is every... Uh, uh, is it, is, it, is it the idea of, of, of being fearful of saying the wrong thing, of a bad side of themselves showing? Maybe that's what it is. They don't want to embarrass themselves. Well, if we were truly living an authentic life, then there's nothing to be embarrassed by, is there? Because you're living the life that you truly decide to live. You're living a life. You're putting one foot in front of the other. You're, you're, you're doing it. So are we apologetic about this? painting that we're creating are we unapologetic are we just going straight you know there's there's this there's there are these ideas that are associated with the Sagittarius I, I am a Sagittarius the idea that they're archers they, they hit the target no matter what and it's just a matter of time I don't care if there are trees in the way I don't care if there are whatever a wall uh, anything that this arrow is flying it's like a, it's like an X-wing fighter, and it hits that target. And the exploratory nature—it's a half man, half you, half human, and half horse body, like a centaur. Huh. So you got that horse likes to run, 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 open, open, open. See, the horse can only run out there and be free to run. The horse loves to run. The horse loves that wide, open prairie. So you give it to him. You give it to him. And then there's the human nature. What's the human nature? Leading with your heart. Bam. shooting the arrow you'll notice the more you treasure and appreciate all of those things that like just dive deeper into things you appreciate and as a result you will notice more people more circumstances in your life appreciating you now the trick is is not to do it for the accolades the trick is not to do it, quote, it, unquote, the hobby, the, the passion, the et cetera, et cetera, The point is not to get that. It's like the cat when you go, kitty, 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 and you pat the ground. And you keep looking at that kitty, keep doing it, keep doing that. Sometimes it comes over, yes. In a lot of cases, it doesn't. And it goes, I'll, go, I'll, be, I'll be over there when, I, when I'm ready to. I saw you. I'll get to you when I want to. So,
Um, so you turn your head away, you don't look at the cat, and then the cat comes back over to you, like, hey, about that, about that nice petting that we were talking about earlier. Uh, how about how about we go ahead and we start doing that? It's just so funny how that works. So when you really just be comfortable with you, when you really and you know by you, it's it's you know what what do you cherish? What do you appreciate? If you're in an environment where it's not ideal for you to really thrive, how you want to thrive, then simply find those people in in meet meetups online. And Facebook groups, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yelp pages, I don't know. No. Find people who are plugged into what you absolutely enjoy and love. It's crazy how fast that just keeps evolving and evolving and evolving. There's nothing like bringing you out of your shell. But if you're looking to challenge yourself, to bring yourself out of your shell, I would say this. Make a podcast. It forces you to interact with people. And you know what? None of the focus is on you. The more you just dive deeper into their stuff, you ask them more and more and more, the more they're willing to share and tell their story. Now, some people feel like you're pestering them. Maybe they feel like they don't deserve to have their story to be told. Like, oh, who would want to hear what I have to say? Uh, There's a self-criticism. There's that, you know, psychology that comes with, you know, wanting to be better. What goes along with that is sometimes neglecting the accomplishments, the accolades, the excitement that comes from seeing those seeds grown. It's perfectly valid. It's perfectly cool. It's perfectly great to be able to be excited about seeing the tree that you've planted grow and grow and grow, the apples now. Imagine that. How long does it take before you grow a tree to the point, let's say you plant apple seeds, how long does it take between that and when it grows a tree full of other apples? I mean, just by utilizing that as a focus, as a filter, the idea of, of you know, really, truly Johnny Appleseed, leaving those seeds or leaving those seeds around, you never know when it's going to grow, how it's going to grow depending on what environment that those apple seeds were, were planted in, how will those grow? Imagine, how would, a, how would an apple seed grow in the desert? What would be essential in order for it to be able to grow in the desert? Um, are there environments where it would grow and thrive better than others? Other climates? So those are things to really consider. I love challenges as much as the next person. Is it necessary to push ourselves into areas where um, it's a forcing kind of thing? Or would it be more enjoyable to plant those seeds in areas where you know it's going to thrive and grow, just go crazy, all kinds of directions? No adversity. Nothing pushing against the idea of it growing. And you just simply go, go, go. Keep watering it. Keep shining the light on it. Keep, keep inviting 
other animals, plants, creatures to help grow and thrive that, you know, oh, thank you. Uh, you know, you got uh, these creatures that carry um, these seeds in their cheeks or um, they carry the pollen on their feet like bees, you know, so they're helping. They're, every one of them is participating and collaborating on growing this, uh, you know, this particular ecosystem just by doing it, just without, uh, excuse me, without um, trying, just going, going, going. Is a third pair, no, fourth, maybe the fourth pair of Elvis glasses I've seen. Is this a sign? Perhaps. This is one of the rare occasions that I am walking around outside. See, I didn't anticipate sleeping over at Jamie Lee's house. Did not anticipate that. So I didn't bring my sunglasses with. I anticipated going back that night. However, I am so happy I went back to that apartment, talk with those guys. And uh, we're gonna we're, we're gonna walk up a long staircase together. We're gonna walk up a very long staircase together. Let's see if we have time. Let's see if there we go. Yeah. So, dude, isn't that great? It's like the way that these clouds are right now. They look like eyes. And there's a little there's a little cloud in the middle. It kind of looks like a nose. And then the way that the uh, The way that the tree, the palm tree came up, it kind of looks like a mouth. Wow! It's probably something I ought to take a photo of. I'm just gonna plant that seed in your brain, let you kind of imagine it. Wow, it's been a while since I've walked around outside without sunglasses. So this is quite a treat, quite a new way of viewing the world. Me and Squinty McGee. He forgot his glasses, and now he's Squinty McGee. Hello, nice to meet you. I'm Squinty, Squinty McGee. I forgot my sunglasses. My sunglasses. But more on that later. An Uber waiting for me out there right now. On my way up to uh, Philly's. We have a young crew meeting. Hi, hey, man. Good to see you again. Yes. Thank you for sitting in front. Hello. Makes me feel much more human. I always like sitting in the front. I tell the Uber people, I'm like, I don't, I don't want you to feel like you're like a chauffeur. Like, oh, you know, Jeeves, <laughs> take me to the grocery that's store now, Jeeves. That's the job, though, you know. Yeah. Some people get in and say hello. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I had one girl, 17 years old. I wasn't even supposed to pick her up. I thought I'd help her out. She got in and threw her hand up and said, I don't want to talk. I'm saving my voice for the party. Hmm. I said, okay. And we drove for 45 minutes. What the heck? I'm yeah. saving my voice for the party. Yeah, so, and you know what? I don't know what kind of party she's going Just to, ahead, but I dropped her off at some Green. kind of little dive and I thanked her and she didn't say a word to me. So it's nice hey, to have people so, like you who are more, a little more cordial. Yeah, it's it's um, interesting that uh, people 
I don't know, especially in a situation like this, like at least not try to learn something from the other person. But you know what? I think it's the youth of today. And I hate to say it, I'm 53 now. 53, yeah. I can always remember my age. This is a wonderful street to try and cross. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've kind of noticed that the anybody under 25 is more about taking selfies and, mm. and hey, it's about me, really. The world revolves yeah. around me type thing. And, you know, I, I have a 17-year-old, and I'm actually driving for a college education. And uh, the other day she pulled one of those, you know, look at me type things, and I said, you know, we don't do that here. Kind of had a little sit-down with her and kind of explained how life is. Mm-hmm. And she apologized immediately once she realized, because she kind of makes fun of her friends for being that way. Oh, my gosh. And then she started doing it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a little more subtle, a little more down-to-earth what she did. But it's like, hey, you know, we're not rich, we're not poor, we are middle America. And you know, we, we don't make fun of people who are less fortunate. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't, the little people who are wealthier than us, we need mm-hmm. good people. It's just, you know, I just think it's a mindset. And if, yeah. nobody, if nobody ever calls you on it. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, my wife and I, are, we try and be good, pretty supportive parents. I've given up some pretty decent jobs. Uh, I, my day job is Oh, okay. And I've given up some really lucrative offers to make sure I stick around with the family and kids. So. That's really cool. Yeah, it's 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 been a, you know it's been oddly satisfying to spend more time with the kids. I don't know how to explain it, but to not you know I I used to fly to Chicago a lot more for I had a client in Chicago. I used to fly quarterly, and I just told the client in Chicago, you have to get work away, and I don't want it as much. So, and he calls me in about once a year to kind of just do the stuff that nobody else can really do Take except right for me. Oh, that's cool. What are your expertises? So, um, well, for him, he's a product guy. I do mostly uh, short commercials for him. Oh, that's great. Which, you know, he pays me my Hollywood rate, which is not cheap. Ahead, um, my specialty in Hollywood is actually commercials for cars. Oh, okay. Um, so I kind of specialize in uh, doing a lot of plate shots, mm-hmm. a lot of standard a lot of standard shots of cars and just drive beauty shots and, and uh, lately we've been doing animation and CGI oh cool well, I had Chrysler I did a Chrysler commercial and then they came to me and said well you know we didn't we forgot to upgrade the bumper we forgot to upgrade the lights we forgot to oh yeah I think this is Hefron yeah is it? it's a little tiny street yeah you're right um, do you do you do your own short films and stuff yeah Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, actually, we did, uh, 10 years ago, we did a short film and won seven festivals with it. That's great. Yeah, and then uh, three years ago, we did a full-length feature. Wow. Do you have a card to buy, Jess? I I helped organize a film festival. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so I I could uh, give you a discount. You're my friend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I, um... Without a box, I, I love without a box. What a we use, huge blessing. We decided to go through Film Freeway, but just it's it's That's as equally as too. awesome. Yes, yes. And they take less of a percentage from the people who put up the the film festivals. So right. that oh yeah, right here. Um, to have a screener available to just give a link is huge. 
Oh, it is. It's so great. I've met so many wonderful people. It's our four years. Uh, this is going to be our fourth year in 2019. It's called Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival. Oh, yeah, that's going to be fun. And uh, so if you've got a cart, yeah, we're inspired by the, uh, you know, the Batman 1960 says, Kapow, and bam, and pow, and, you know, like that kind of vibe. The film that we did two years ago had a fight scene in it. We kind of, our goal was to shoot for as many viewers as possible. Mm-hmm. And we kind of... Oh, me, cool. That's me during the day. Oh, that's great. Um, awesome. This is but, great, man. Yeah, so we we had a little bit of that kapow type stuff in it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. We oh, that's we cool. We didn't put the symbols up, but, you know, it was blatantly there. <laughs> wow, it is no so, surprise that the universe brought me to this. Yeah. And also, if you get a chance, if you ever like going out to live music, um, I'm in this band called uh, Yachtly Crew, and we play all, like, yacht rock music. <laughs> That's all of us. And uh, so it's so much fun. People show up wearing the captain's hats and yacht attire. And we got a big well, I've got New an York. anniversary coming up, and my wife loves life. Music. Oh, that's great. That will be perfect. We got so many shows. It, all the love songs, you know, Christopher Cross, Michael that's McDonald. Oh, oh, it's so good. <laughs> Brian, it was a pleasure meeting you, man. Have a good night, man. Have a good night. That was awesome. Awesome. Probably more like 40 pages of, of maps because oh, no. they're going to skip back and forth. Yeah. So it'll, you'll have more.